So here we go, guys. So just going back to those six categories that I mentioned in the intro of what we're going to cover today. Before we get into them, I'm just going to talk about the why a little bit. And I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and I listen to a lot of people, a lot of people that have good positive messages and send out really good content. And part of my own journey and the own, my own advisories I've had from my mentors is, you know, tick the boxes every day and do what you can do. And part of that is taking in good content. Okay, so surrounding yourself with a better social circle of people, a, a hierarchy of people, people that can add value into your life, taking good content, meditate, train, make time for yourself, make sure you're self-serving before you serve others, be the best, be the best version of you and all the other good things that we hear. So I'm I'm doing this practice on myself daily and, I'm, and in honesty, I'm still learning, I'm still trying to refine and sharpen my tools and I'm, I'm still not getting it right myself but I am feeling better on this journey of personal development and self-progression so this is kind of why it's brought me to to covering these six categories today about dealing with the weight of the world or maybe sometimes feeling a little bit low feeling like you're kind of going against the tide and in bringing myself to these six categories Again, questioning the why, because I'm dealing with these things that we're about to go into daily myself. And not only am I dealing with these things, but I'm also finding some of these categories of subject quite difficult. I'm finding it difficult to deal with some of these things. And I'm trying to learn and, and, and discover and teach myself things as I go. So if we was to look at the the, the, the first one. So overthinking things. Now, from my point of view, as a business owner, somebody who's quite busy with the gym, with clients, managing the gym, managing boot camps, still writing a lot of programming, the maintenance, the cleaning side of things, the, the running off the business, the marketing strategies, um, dealing with home life, picking my uh, children up from school, making sure things are done around the house, getting my own training in, making sure my car works properly, whatever it may be. One thing that I'm always doing is overthinking. I'm overthinking, overthinking, if that makes sense. And uh, again, it's top of my list because I've identified that I'm not happy with it. I always seem to be overthinking things, even the minor things. And first and foremost, I think there's probably many people out there that are probably guilty of that. And also in my notes, it's like, well, what have I been doing recently to help with that? Well, I'll tell you a couple of things I have done. First and foremost, I start noting things. I start writing things down. So if it's subjects or tasks or things that I feel that I need to get done within the day, rather than sit there overthinking and, and a lot of the time in my thought process, which we are going to go on to, I feel, think like I'm not doing enough or I feel like I'm not doing enough. I write it down. I have a visual. I can tick it on the list, off the list, and then I can move on to the next thing. And that's one strategy that I'm using right now or a, a coping mechanism with helping me to deal with not sitting there overthinking every single thought that comes into my mind. I've also recently made myself accountable, uh, 
some of you are laughing as sad as it sounds uh, myself and a good friend of mine have created our own little book club and we do a bit of reading we cover off bi-weekly uh, sorry bi-monthly uh, what the the content what we've been reading and we also discuss other things and if if I'm worried about certain things like overthinking I put it in my notes and we go through that and and I get my friend Mark I get his input he's a very knowledgeable guy very clever guy uh, runs two businesses he's got a, a great property uh, portfolio um, so he just gives me his angle on how he deals with things so it's almost kind of like having a bit of a talk therapy a buddy a friend somebody that I feel is also spinning a lot of plates and dealing with a lot of things we've just made ourselves accountable to each other and again I'm not saying what I'm giving you today is 100% the right or wrong answers it's just what I'm going through what I feel and ways that I'm coping with it and if you can relate to it and if my input can help you then brilliant and so be it uh, second on my list is self-doubt so it's one of them things that I think can be quite ripe in the fitness industry. And I'm always self-doubting. I put a new class on, will anyone turn up? I put a post out on Facebook. Will people see, feel and understand the quality and the goodness in the message? Or is it screening me in the wrong way? Will people start hating on me? Um, daily, daily self-doubt. And it's one of the things that, again with my mentor and the person that I have employed to mentor me uh, something that often I will speak to and I will confine in him and, and tell him that you know I, I, I feel I'm, I'm self-doubting and again that might directly relay into overthinking things and kind of having too much negative come in and Again, I've been challenged with, you know, sometimes you're not kind of questioning, can can I afford this or can I afford that? It's more, can I afford not to? And you might have heard uh, that expression said to you before. And it's the same with self-doubt. So whilst I'm thinking and self-doubting myself about all these potential things that could happen, I think what is important to detail is actually sometimes just stop and look at maybe who you are, what you have achieved, the fact that your intentions are good and it's integral and that you're up and active daily trying to better yourself and people around you, people you care about, people that you have a professional relationship with. And rather than sitting there self-doubting and thinking maybe like, like I've been guilty of at times, you know, the world's against me and you know, I don't quite think people are getting me and it's all caving in on me. Rather than doing that, I think it's good again as a, a daily coping mechanism. Maybe just wake up and go, well, hang on a minute, I must be doing something right. I've got a prosperous gym. I've got a healthy client and membership database. I've got a fully subscribed personal training business. I'm adding value daily. How great does it feel to potentially have some days 90 to over 100 people walk through the door that I've been responsible for training and help to move their world forward? Have a little look at some of the social media platforms, which later we will cover. And rather than view the social media as a negative, look at all the positive feedback and comments and messages 
that I am getting and try to veer out of that self-doubt and go into a little bit of, well, that should boost my self-esteem, that should boost my confidence, you know, that should make me feel valued and loved. And also just maybe from my words and my thought process just ticking off the self-doubt is also understand that it's part of it's part of you it's part of life it's part of moving forward you can't be operating and running all these highly strung um, businesses or enterprises or ideas without having this sort of stuff come in uh, we, we are human beings it is natural it's how the mind is programmed these things will come in and it's how we actually deal with them and not letting them crush you and roll you up into a paper ball and throw you in the bin Again, overthinking things, self-doubt one and two, probably what I've said there will lead nicely into procrastination. And I probably have covered off, you know, some of it, at least some of the things I'm doing to cope with it. But again, I'm being honest with you guys. It's something that pays part of my life regularly. And all of these things that I'm looking at in front of me now, they they all have a lot of similarities. They're all leading towards the same thing. You know, you're overthinking things, you're feeling a little bit down, you're self-doubting, you're procrastinating. And again, whether you've heard it before or you're hearing it from me first, keep yourself busy. That's one way of dealing with procrastination. Keep yourself busy because I've made a little bit of a log Uh, as to when I procrastinate at my finest, shall we say. And it's always at times where I'm not occupied. It's always at times where I have a little bit more downtime. And one little negative spiral or slope for me personally is I actually very, very rarely have downtime. So when I do have downtime, it's not just procrastination. I get a little bit of anxiety a little bit off, you know, I should be up and about and doing more things. Why am I not? You know, think of my adrenal glands, think of the physical damaging and metabolic metabolic damaging I'm doing on my body weekly, up at 4am in the morning, traveling up and down the motorway, visiting different sites, operating my gym. Some nights I'm not getting home until nine o'clock at night. I'm not eating until half past nine, quarter to 10, expecting my body to wake back up at 4am the next day, I'm doing that two or three nights a week, full schedule of clients, dealing with a broken light in the gym, dealing with the council, dealing with risk assessment, all of these other things. And then it will come to something like the weekend, where it's more chilled, relaxed time, time with my family, time with my children. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, and physically, as a physical serving, It's just like driving a car 100 miles an hour into a brick wall, forgetting to put the brakes on, but expecting to stop. And you kind of don't. And then it all comes pouring in. And this is real life. And this is something that happens to me and has happened to me regularly. And then that is when times of procrastination kick in, as well as the self-doubt and overthinking things. So what I'm now trying to do and sometimes procrastination for me can come through uh, the, the viewing and witnessing of social media, which, again, we're going to get to shortly. But I'll put my phone down. I have a, a phone-free period. 
I have to have a bit of an internal word with myself. I've already said that a lot of this sort of stuff kicks in more in my downtime. Most of my downtime will be with my children. So I try to make sure that I'm fully alert and assertive to them and I'm serving them and I'm playing with them and doing what they want to do and and watching them smile and grow and be happy. And then that for me can kind of counteract the, the deadwood time. And again, just, just sharing with you my personal uh, views on this. I think a lot of this stuff is quite new to me and it's happening quite a lot because I'm operating at a higher level now. I'm, I'm operating a business which has grown, is expanded. And I've mentioned before, I say it to a lot of my clients face to face and I say it to uh, I say it to people online that the bigger you get, the bigger the target on your back. And now because this operation is bigger for me, it's it's again like a, a highly tuned race engine. Absolutely phenomenal when it's working. But when it goes wrong, it's a real headache and it takes a lot of work to put it right. And therefore, some of these things are happening to me at, at this stage of my life. So moving on to point four that feeling of not doing enough and it is point four on my list of things to run through with you guys today but I would almost put it at the top of my list off an emotion or a feeling or a happening to me which happens quite often and again I can't help but mention this without mentioning the influences of social media platforms. So for me, feeling like I'm not doing enough, again, I need to be looking at the why and questioning the other side of it. Because when I map my life out in my mind, on paper, on a whiteboard, I've got a very fast-paced, fast-operating life. And that's not just by a figure of speech. So that's not the sort of thing when you speak to someone and say, hi, how you doing? And they say, yeah, really, really good. Thanks. I've just been flat out. I've just been busy. And for some people, that will be a figure of speech. But it may not be factually true if you was to add up what they cover, what their responsibilities, what their roles are, what their time served to work and family and what other commitments they have in a week versus the actual amount of hours in the week. When I take myself as an example, I am literally burning high amounts of octane fuel around the clock. As I've said, there can be, by a single example, I can be up Wednesday. No, let's let's backtrack that. I can finish the gym late on a Tuesday evening. I will train. I'll go home and eat. I need to be back in the gym for 5 a.m., on a Wednesday morning, I then have to operate my gym throughout the whole day and honour the hours and have relevant uh, manpower and staff cover. I then have to programme for three boot camps and a strength conditioning programme. I then finish that night at 9pm. I drive home, eat, try to bring myself into some sort of state of relaxation, which is very, very difficult at times to, to happen or to make happen. There's an element of guilt that I suffer because there's a good 48-hour period where not only will my wife do all the work around the house and with the kids, but I don't see my kids. 
And then at the end of that period of time, I'm then committed to be 40 odd minutes down the road, just past Stonehenge for another boot camp that I run at 5am the next day, which requires getting up just after 4am. So there's a very, very uh, large amount of time or period in my life where I am physically serving as well as trying to spin other things which I haven't even brought into that story. So when I map out actually what I do, of course I know I'm doing enough. I'm, I'm doing more than enough. I'm working hard. And there's no... You shouldn't be put off with hard work. There's no... Um, there's no shame in working hard. You know, lots of people nowadays want everything yesterday. They want something for nothing. And again, with social media platforms, they're portraying that they're living this high life. And it's like, I'm still old school. I, I believe I grew up at a time. I'm still, or I still value the old school. There's nothing better than hard work. You know, there there's sayings floating around that you shouldn't work hard for your money, but you should make your money work hard for you. And from a long a long ball game and, and longer term, of course, of course you want to make wise choices and investments, but you shouldn't be scared to work hard. And on paper, I look like I'm doing enough. It's just a collation of the overthinking, self-doubt and procrastination that leads into me feeling regularly like I'm not doing enough. And again, I identify that with external influences the fact that a lot of the people that I follow online, a lot of the people in my bubble, even people that are I'm very good friends with, business partners. You know, I can have a chat with Andreas and he can say to me, you know, I'm doing X, Y and Z and I'm doing this on my on my website and I've got this and I've got to shoot off there for a meeting. And sometimes I can think to myself, just being totally integral with you, oh my gosh, you know, this guy's this guy's doing loads. What am I doing? Because right now I just feel tired. And everything feels like a bit of an effort for me. And I'm trying to recover from that, that two days that I've just explained to you. And uh, my my level of training feels like it's dropped and I'm not as motivated. And, I, and, it, and it all starts going into this kind of negative downward spiral. And that, again, is when, like times like today, this morning, having a meeting with Andreas, is when I look back at where I've come from. And I look back at my starting point and I look back, say, for another example of when the power wasn't in my hands when I was employed on a PAYE earning X amount a month, being paid on a set date, accepting dictatorship, accepting the norm, not being able to show creativity, my true character and personality, working for somebody else offering my greatness, my fitness solutions, my high standard of personal training, but not being rewarded for it. So there's no monetary mention or there. But if we jump a chapter, of course I am doing enough because I now have full control. I'm now financially better off. I now have control of my destiny. If my chips are down, and it's posts, again, recently that I've put out online. It's not bullshit stuff that I'm taking from other people or reading regurgitated bullshit and then sharing it with you guys. It's my quotes. It's my thought process. It's my feelings, my emotions. I will judge myself when my chips are down. Because when my chips are down, 
I'm not going to leave the casino crying, feeling sick and feeling upset, slightly hungover. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to reinvest. I'm going to go again. I'm going to work and think smarter this time. Probably a bit of a poor scenario there, guys, of the casino. Um, It was just on my mind. But I think you get the point. Again, like I say, you know, when the tide's going with you and you're everything's swimmingly fine, that is great. That's fine. But when the tide changes and it goes against you, that's when you've got to dig in deep and put the work in and 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 swim. And and giving yourself, you know, a checklist to know that you're doing enough. Again, set yourself criteria, set yourself goals, set yourself time frames. Give yourself your own little system. When I talk about systems to my personal trainers, the guys that I mentor, when I talk about systems within business, what what I'm saying is a system doesn't have to be something complex. Okay, so one system for me is a Sunday night. Sunday night, I will open the notes section on my phone and I'll just write down a list of things that I want to achieve for that week. And I know that sometimes I will personally struggle with not necessarily accountability, but sometimes a little bit of motivation and drive to follow things through. So I'm great at having the idea and going 100 mile an hour at it, but sometimes I'm not great at following it through and taking all the relevant steps and making sure that it's bulletproof. So to get the ball rolling, for example, last night, I want a new promotional uh, personal training video to get the ball rolling. I contacted the guy last night, knowing that he wouldn't pick the contact up until this morning. He would contact me today, and then it would re-encourage me to to see that process through. What we need to do to make it happen. Sure, be it the guy's contacted me today. He says he's booked out for the next two weekends in a row. So I've revised the date on a Friday. He's concerned about video in the gym in the gym at that time on a Friday. I'm telling him it's fine. We will then make a, a contact, a relationship, we'll move it forward. But I know I'm doing enough because I've put it down, I've put a system in place, I've made a list in my notes section on a Sunday evening. It gives me something to work and aim towards for the week ahead. And again, sometimes you can do too much. So question the other side of that. Am I not doing enough? Well, it's a feeling I'm feeling quite often. It's a thought that goes through my head quite frequently. But break it down. Do you need to be doing a lot of the things that you're, you you feel or you think that you may need to be doing? Because quite possibly not. I listened to a great podcast a little while ago and it said you can break things down into overlined and underlined activities. So anything over the line or anything that's going to push and drive you forward, pursue it and take action. And it's all about taking action all of the time. Anything underlying, energy vampires, people taking unwanted, unnecessary time out of your day might brand you as a certain thing or a certain person. But if you're in the world of business and you're making this relevant to business, you know, I'd rather have a few people have a colourful view and opinion of me than deal with them and waste my time on them when I'm not going to take anything from them. Because that's selfish on my clients that are paying me that's people that are invested in me, that do like me and do want my time and do deserve my time. They're the people that deserve me, the full me. The other guys, that the energy vampires, the tire kickers, the time wasters, they don't deserve your time. So always question it in summary on that not doing enough 
doing too much. Question it from both sides of the coin. Put some sort of system in place so that you can monitor and regulate that. And with everything I said, hopefully that should give you a little bit of energy and some some ideas to move you forward. Number five, feeling low and you don't know why. Now, I tell you what, in honesty, guys, this number five wasn't even on my list until I read something on Google last night. Excuse me, I'm just having a drink. Okay, so number five. So I read something last night and I share it on my social media platform. Um, It's like when somebody asks you if you're okay and it sort of details all the things that you wouldn't be okay about. It's like an infographic and it's got a load of lines through it. And then at the end, it just says, yes, I'm fine. When again, if you're going down like the kind of mental health route, it can quite possibly be that you're not fine but it is a regular answer that you give. And one of these things said, um, these sort of signs of when, you know, you can be suffering because you feel quite a lot's on top. And again, we should be honest with ourselves and we can all feel this again, whether it's work, life, training, relationships, money, paying bills, whatever it may be. It's all things that we will more than likely have in common. And I have very, very regular feelings of feeling low. And I could not tell you why. And it makes me feel worse, even more low, if that's such a thing, by sometimes stopping and going, why are you feeling low, Dre? What have you got to feel low about? you got a prosperous business. you got a beautiful wife. you got two amazing children. Like the, the, the children are just make it worth everything every single day i love my being with my children i i absolutely love one of the things i love is just educating them just watching them learn and teach them new things and just being a good dad i take a great great pleasure in being a good dad i don't want to be a good dad i want to be an excellent dad i don't have uh financial restraints I'm in fairly good shape for a man of 34 years of age. Physically, I'm quite able and capable to do pretty much what I want to do. Why do you feel like you feel? Is it because you let people make you feel like that? Is it because you feel something's discrepant or missing in your life? And it's one of these ones that I've paid so much time again overthinking and and questioning, you know, why why it is that I feel low. Is it, you know, I've gone down, is it hormonal? Is it a, a chemical imbalance in the brain? Whatever it may be. And I think if I've got my audience, my more local audience listening to this, they're probably listening to this thinking, geez, is this guy crazy? He's never, ever portrayed any of this in front of us. You know, as I'm talking to the the microphone now, I'm thinking of like my evening boot campers. They're probably thinking, you know, he'd never, you know, he's always pumped. He's always motivated. You know, I'm almost exposing myself through this podcast. And uh, one thing I have highlighted on this might just be sidetracking on this, but one of my ways of dealing with this personally, and I think I might have mentioned this in one of my other podcasts, is actually by talking and actually talking to my phone, talking to this podcast, talking to the fitness umbrella is almost like a coping mechanism again for me 
by by talking anybody that knows me knows knows me closely that I've got the time of day for I enjoy talking I enjoy sharing things I'm a storyteller I love the interaction of of talk of of being face to face and I've got a little bit of a thing that uh, a rule that I've set to myself with social media is I want to make sure that anybody that meets me face to face gets a lot more from me than social media my social media platforms, which I mainly operate on Instagram and Facebook. I want to make sure that I can get face-to-face with people and offer them a lot more value and they they leave and walk out of my gym or out of the town centre or out of a coffee shop and go, do you know what? If, you know, whether we had an opinion on the way he looks externally, you know, with the tattoos, the, the muscles, the, the fancy trainers whether we had an opinion on him through something somebody in the town had said or in the community or whatever preconceived uh, ideas that person may have had, I want them to walk away going, good conversationist, a lot to say, value adding. He seems a very level, fair, middle of the road type of guy. He's not arrogant. He's not overconfident. He's just confident in what he's doing. And, you know, I like that guy. And and that's nothing to do with them buying from me or coming into my environment, my gym or whatever it may be. Just be a good person, which, again, I've said again, focus on being a good person first before anything else. And one thing that I've learned in that is you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that doesn't matter because you don't need to be either. You know, so remember that as well. And... uh Again, I'm probably just give you kind of my answer to it, but that that's kind of how I deal with with feeling low. I try to look at it as a counterbalance and think, well, again, do I need to have a system in place where every day I just wake up and tell myself these are the things I should be happy for? Is really bad and as poor as it sounds. Sometimes I look at things that are going on in the world. And I think, you know, and I've spoke to a lot of people about this, I think we're kind of all guilty for doing it, where you kind of offset your circumstances against people that are uh, less fortunate than you. And, and maybe we we shouldn't do that. But again, I think you need to look at the bigger picture, particularly when you you think about what's going on uh, worldwide with politics and wars and environments that some people are growing up in. And again, when I do feel low, I try to make sure if I'm having one of them days, I try to make sure one thing that personally works for me, and I'm not saying that's going to work for you, but I love taking myself back to spots or places where I had good times and good memories. And for me, one of one of mine is the athletics track. And again, anybody close to me, if I'm in a in a bad place or if I ever disappear and nobody can find me, that's one of the first places to look because I like sitting on the the grass verge up at Charlton Athletics Track, which is near to where we live in Andover. And I like to just chill out there and reflect. And sometimes I become emotional and sometimes it's just thoughts of happiness and childhood and growing up and all of the sort of care and stress-free years. And that is one of my uh, systems I use when I feel low. And again, I, I hope with my audience right now, whoever you may be, you know, we're now five points into today's episode today's podcast and I hope you can kind of take some of these and I really sincerely genuinely hope you can go do you know what I feel some of these things I feel part of these things you might feel all of these things that I've said and again whether it's very basic criteria that I'm setting it may be but I can tell you another thing free of charge 
Lots of people won't be having systems and they continue self-doubting, overthinking, procrastinating. They continue putting pressure on themselves, thinking that they're not doing enough. They continue feeling low and not knowing why or not even stopping and questioning why they think they feel low. And even though my underlying point is, you know, without sounding too cheesy now, the whole Jesse J line, it's okay not to be okay. Even though that is one of the, the things I'm trying to relate and say to you, like there's also things out there that you can be doing and you should be fighting your own battle and, you know, getting a daily training session in, doing a little bit of meditating. You don't have to know a lot about any of these things, but just doing some of these positive things, you'd be very, very surprised how far these things go and how big a difference these things make. So I encourage you to to go out there and work off lists, write things down, have a visual board in, in your office, in your workplace, allow yourself some time out of the day, stop, give yourself a pat on the back and say, you know, I'm actually doing all right. I am a good dad. I'm a good husband. Um, I am operating my business quite well. We're four years in. We haven't gone bust. Surely that's an achievement within itself. You know, and bottom, bottom line, yeah, you know, there may be haters out there and there may be external forces, depression and stresses on the body, on you and on your life. A, there will be on everybody and everybody's life. And the B side of it is stand up and deal with it. And even if listening to this podcast helps you to deal with it, then so be it. Finally, guys, number six. What should we call it? The master of disaster. How long do we have? Influences of social media, right? Wow. This has been probably my biggest struggle in the last seven days. Okay. So first and foremost with my own social media, I've rejigged my social media. I've learned how to do better infographics. I've spent some time with my mentor had a bit of coaching on it and I've made some promises to myself which again I've put out I've even put this out on my social media today and I have a certain methodology of how I use my social media now and I'm not going to go into it in too much detail because that's for me and that's for uh, how I'm going to try to use it to impact my business and whatnot but one thing with the social media is time. I think we need to talk about time with social media and and quite uh, possibly spending too much time on it. And it was only brought home to me when one of my guys that I'd done some mentoring with challenged me to use the app or the in the settings on the iPhone to see how much time we are spending on platforms. Most of my battery on my phone at the time was being fried through Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and so on and in line with time I'm trying to do more daily reading and I'm thinking well if I'm happy to sit there and fry my brain on these platforms why should I not be you know reading a book or putting that time or that energy or that focus elsewhere why should I not be um, challenging myself to learn more rather than using this time and sometimes I'm I'm the first person for I'm guilty of just mulling through wasteless 
timeless bullshit that takes up too much of my time which again can actually contribute to the other five sections of overthinking self-doubt procrastination not doing enough and feeling low so in line with with the time and kind of identifying that it's also worth looking at who you're actually following who you're actually spending time time out of your day and respect who you're following because I had to go through a filter process because at one stage my Instagram timeline was either an 18 to 24 year old uh, fitness icon with their tits and arse out or it was a juiced up guy with vein upon vein muscle upon muscle in a pair of pants and I thought that's not good enough Dre because you're a 34 year old responsible business person now trying to grow your your world and move yourself forward you're teaching your children all these things and you've got this regurgitated bullshit in your face this guy got shredded because he he took this amount of protein from this company you know this this girl has got 50 60 000 followers online because she's got her ass out in every post doesn't do anything for me and I'm big at the moment on trying to be the best version of yourself. And one category off that is reading and taking in good content daily. And I'm going against my own advice because I'm not taking good content daily. So I'd encourage a filter process where you actually follow people that you think are going to help you, follow people that you think are going to add value and follow people that are going to move your world forward. Don't follow people that you may look at because you think they look great and that may be as far as it it goes and they actually offer you very very little and some of these guys don't even operate or run their own social media and some of the things that they're endorsing and selling a load of bullshit anyway and uh again recently from from watching other guys online uh another another guy another guy that i follow and somebody locally said you know what do all of the top great people have in common they've all become great at just being themselves they've all achieved what they've achieved because they've done them they haven't tried to imitate or take from other people they've just focused on being as good as they can be and one thing uh one of one of my friends said is that I'm trying to get the the words right but they they've all they've they've all mastered at becoming the best version of them and nobody can do them better so you cannot do yourself better than you if that makes sense and that's what we should be focusing on because in line with my notes on social media influences again you know do the question do a percentage do a 1 to 10 how much of it is fake and how much of it's true because if you think you're listening and viewing fake bullshit every single day, why follow the guy? Why give him the time of day? If you don't think they're going to add anything into your world, un- unfollow them, get rid of them. Equally, if people are being negative towards you, trolls, these um, keyboard warriors as they call them, cut them out of your life. It- it's quite as simple as that. Because going back to my my own idea and and my system of how I use social media, I want to be a better person for you in real life. I want to master being a good person face-to-face through physicality 
rather than being this great personality online and you meet me in real life and I've got fuck all to say. And it's the other way round again. It's always questioning the other side of the coin. Some of these guys that have got these big, bright, bold, wonderful personalities online, what would you really take from them face to face? Because if you go to fitness expos, if you go to other gyms, if you meet some of these guys in real life, they're, they're a very watery substance. There's not actually a lot to them without trying to be too negative or whatnot. So the social media one is a, it's a real it's a real tricky one. I think it's definitely one we could we could go on about. And when I relay the social media to my own social media platforms and what's happening with me right now and I've mentioned in the podcast that I'm working hard to have better content and deliver better things and I know who I'm aiming and trying to target and and market uh where I'm at with it right now well I've lost following I've lost following on Instagram my Instagram following was over nine nine thousand followers which I've grown organically had some cheeky help along the way I had uh, a fitness model that was training at my gym who showed me some tricks um, to organically grow more followers. Had a few people like endorse me and get got some shout outs by some big names in the fitness industry. Um, and I worked really, really hard, really, really hard um, mundanely on growing my Instagram page. Um, I put so much effort and work into it. And then I retracted the pictures off me with my top off. I retracted the 240, 250 deadlifts in the gym. Um, I retracted the what I call the me, me, me syndrome. And I redirected my page and it lost me following. Uh, my followers come down and actually predicted and expected that to happen. I wasn't upset by that because, again... If you've got a 1,000 followers online and you're engaging with 500 of them, that is a lot better than having 30,000 followers and engaging with 500 of them, 400 of them, 300 of them, whatever it may be. And I think for a lot of these guys out there that you're seeing with this big following, I think you want to put their following to one side and you actually want to question the engagement. And I know this for why, because it was a discrepancy that played part in my life. I was concentrating on growing this following. I was like chasing. I was hunting down the followers to make me look good online. And in actual uh, real being, my engagement was rubbish. It was poor. And we went away to a fitness expo once. And one of my good friends, Matt, in the hotel room, uh, Matt Emmons, and, and one of the lads who works for me, young Ryan, they said that, you know, they're questioning my following. I was showing them. I was showing them how to get followers, using certain hashtags, checking in at certain places, targeting. And I was getting getting followers as we were speaking in the hotel room. But it was all a load of bullshit. It's all a load of bullshit. And then my business partner, Andreas, who's got roughly 1,300 following on his Instagram. I, I Give or take, I might have that wrong. Was saying, but Dre, you, your Instagram's so much bigger and better than mine. But his engagement is higher than mine because he's he's pulling good strings to get better engagement. So, again, if you're an aspiring personal trainer, if you're somebody that runs a business that has social media attached to it for your sales um, to generate leads for your business or whatever it may be, you really want to focus and home in and concentrate on the engagement, sending out good content, being consistent with it and with your timings. 
and not focusing on, you know, selling this great, big, beautiful, wonderful picture when you're getting absolutely very, very little from it in return. And now with mine, I'm starting to build mine back up again. I'm starting to use my Instagram and my Facebook. I'm trying to be tasteful with what I'm putting out there. I'm very confident with who I'm targeting. And I'm trying to give a fine blend. If you watch my Instagram stories daily, I'm happy to say to you guys, I eat a bit of junk food here and now. I have some peanut butter M&Ms in the evening. I'm happy to show you picking my son up from school because it's one of the things that high that align with my values and it's high on my list of priorities. I'm happy to show you me mulling round in the gym when it's times of happiness and the gym is buzzing. I'm happy to show you me doing a boot camp because it's it's real life it's everyday things and I'm actually conscious the other side of it if I'm going out to a fancy place to have a drink I'm conscious of what I'm wearing what watch I've got on where I am because I don't want to miss sell it but equally if it forms part of my life I work hard I reward myself by going places doing nice things then I'm also comfortable to show that as well because you want to show a little bit of everything and be relatable to rather than trying to sell, which we see so often in the fitness industry. And I'm not too sure about other industries, but definitely the fitness industry, people are trying to sell you the higher level and they're not really telling and showing you the truth. And social media is something that I've spent quite a lot of time on covering and I've made it my last point because in summary to this and today's podcast, I think it's such a huge influence that can actually play a huge role in overthinking, self-doubt, procrastination, not doing enough and feeling low. And recently, some of you may know, I went and delivered a 40-minute talk at my secondary school that I attended as a, as a teenager. I went back to my school for the very first time. I think it was about 17 odd years on from school and I went back there I was invited into the school to do a a talk and it was a real proud moment of mine it was something that I really valued and and I give up my time that day to go there and and help these students these these pupils about school and what comes after school and try and give them a little bit of motivation and to level with them and to say that I went to the same school as you guys and I've achieved something fairly decent in life and you guys can too and in one of my closing statements to the the pupils of the school, I said to them, focus on being good in the real world. Focus on the here and now, the physicality of you sat next to your friend, of how you're projecting yourself to your teachers, to your parents, to your relationships in life, your football club after school, whatever it may be. Focus on being good at all of that. And don't let the social media side of things overtake the you and the real life and the being that you are because again in this day and age and and in these generations it's something that we have to accept and live by through social media it's something that plays a huge role in my business it's one of the the leading platforms of generation of links and sales that we get it's an easy convenient and fast way to contact people So it has its place and it can be so, so positive, but also some of the negative sides of it that can kick in that I've been on the receiving end of and particularly more recently. Just remember the take home of that is to try and be good in real person first 
and just try and have a strategy as I've detailed to you of how you use your social media platforms and try to always view it with a positive mindset and a positive set of eyes rather than let social media beat you up because everybody looks better than you. Everybody's doing more than you. Everybody's having a great weekend and using these great filters to make himself look good. When when you stream it down, what's important is knowing that you're okay. You're ticking the right boxes and moving yourself forward. What's important is that you're having a positive impact on your loved ones and people close to you and your relationships and your work. What's important is that you're training and you're doing something for yourself and you're taking time out to to meditate. And if you're not too sure about meditation or you think it that sounds too formal, you're taking some time to try and clear your mind and have a bit of thinking space and focus on your breathing and what whatnot. Focus on being a good person first. And I believe that you're most definitely over the halfway point of where you need to be going to. I've got a dry throat, guys. This podcast has been excellent. I've been really, really engaged with this. Um, We've kept it under an hour, which is really good. I really, really hope, guys, that you've taken something from today. just want to give a shout out to my good friend, Mark Watson. I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Matthew Emmons, Daniel Pitts, Dan Bowman, my brother, Aston, all guys that have been helping me through challenging times recently. And uh, just before I leave, please go and check out my my brand new website, www.andredirno.com. You can subscribe to my mailing list. You can also pick up my podcasts and you can pick up my blog through my website. I'm going to shout out Barry Coleman Designs, who's spent a lot of time, effort and energy on that site for me. And he's he really has done a, a fantastic job. And I also want to direct you, take time to direct you to my personal training page on Facebook, which is... Andre Dio, uh, Andre Fivo at Andre Fivo. If you search that on Facebook, I've just managed to hit organically over a thousand likes and subscribers on that page, and I, now I want to aim towards the fifteen hundred mark. So please help me to do so. I really, really hope. Again and finally, you've taken something from that. I hope. I hope you're feeling that my message is good, and if you want to connect then send me an email, contact me through one of the sites I've just directed you to, and I'll be happy to help you. The direction of my career right now is really, really focused around Graham Fevo Gym, and is very, very much focused on personal training. Whilst I'm not doing as much personal training myself, I have a team of personal trainers here at my gym, and I'm working with a very, I'm very, very lucky with the guys that I'm working with right now. I'm going to achieve some great things and I'm going to be putting up some progress photos and pictures and inviting you guys to to look and share with you an insight into my personal training practice and the results I'm getting with the people I'm working with. Once again, thanks for your time. Have a great day. And as I said to my year 11 group the other day, go about your day 
with no limitations. So here we go, guys. So just going back to those six categories that I mentioned in the intro of what we're going to cover today. Before we get into them, I'm just going to talk about the why a little bit. And I listen to a lot of podcasts myself and I listen to a lot of people, a lot of people that have good positive messages and send out really good content. And part of my own journey and the own, my own advisories I've had from my mentors is, you know, tick the boxes every day and do what you can do. And part of that is taking in good content. Okay, so surrounding yourself with a better social circle of people, a, a hierarchy of people, people that can add value into your life, taking good content, meditate, train, make time for yourself, make sure you're self-serving before you serve others, be the best, be the best version of you and all the other good things that we hear. So I'm I'm doing this practice on myself daily and I'm, and in honesty, I'm still learning, I'm still trying to refine and sharpen my tools and I'm, I'm still not getting it right myself but I am feeling better on this journey of personal development and self-progression so this is kind of why it's brought me to to covering these six categories today about dealing with the weight of the world or maybe sometimes feeling a little bit low feeling like you're kind of going against the tide and in bringing myself to these six categories Again, questioning the why, because I'm dealing with these things that we're about to go into daily myself. And not only am I dealing with these things, I'm also finding some of these categories of subject quite difficult. I'm finding it difficult to deal with some of these things. And I'm trying to learn and and discover and teach myself things as I go. So if we was to look at the the, the, the first one. So overthinking things. Now, from my point of view, as a business owner, somebody who's quite busy with the gym, with clients, managing the gym, managing boot camps, still writing a lot of programming, the maintenance, the cleaning side of things, the, the running off the business, the marketing strategies, um, dealing with home life, picking my uh, children up from school, making sure things are done around the house, getting my own training in, making sure my car works properly, whatever it may be. One thing that I'm always doing is overthinking. I'm overthinking, overthinking, if that makes sense. And uh, again, it's top of my list because I've identified that I'm not happy with it. I always seem to be overthinking things, even the minor things. And first and foremost, I think there's probably many people out there that are probably guilty of that. And also in my notes, it's like, well, what have I been doing recently to help with that? Well, I'll tell you a couple of things I have done. First and foremost, I start noting things. I start writing things down. So if it's subjects or tasks or things that I feel that I need to get done within the day, rather than sit there overthinking and and a lot of the time in my thought process, which we are going to go on to, I think like I'm not doing enough or I feel like I'm not doing enough. I write it down. I have a visual. I can tick it on the list, off the list, and then I can move on to the next thing. And that's one strategy that I'm using right now or a, a coping mechanism with helping me to deal with not sitting there overthinking every single thought that comes into my mind 
I've also recently made myself accountable. Uh, some of you are laughing, as sad as it sounds. Uh, myself and a good friend of mine have created our own little book club. And we do a bit of reading. We cover off bi-weekly, uh, sorry, bi-monthly uh, what the, the content, what we've been reading. And we also discuss other things. And if, if I'm worried about certain things like overthinking, I put it in my notes and we go through that. And, and I get my friend Mark, I get his input. He's a very knowledgeable guy, very clever guy, uh, runs two businesses. He's got a, a great property uh, portfolio. Um, so he just gives me his angle on how he deals with things. So it's almost kind of like having a bit of a talk therapy, a buddy, a friend, somebody that I feel is also spinning a lot of plates and dealing with a lot of things. We've just made ourselves accountable to each other. And again, I'm not saying what I'm giving you today is 100% the right or wrong answers. It's just what I'm going through, what I feel and ways that I'm coping with it. And if you can relate to it, and if my input can help you, then brilliant, and so be it. Uh, Second on my list is self-doubt. So it's one of them things that I think can be quite ripe in the fitness industry. And I'm always self-doubting. I put a new class on, will anyone turn up? I put a post out on Facebook, will people see, feel, and understand the quality and the goodness in the message or is it screening me in the wrong way will people start hating on me um daily daily self-doubt and it's one of the things that again with my mentor and the person that I have employed to mentor me uh something that often I will speak to and I will confine in him and and tell him that you know I I, I feel I'm I'm self-doubting and again that might directly relay into overthinking things and kind of having too much negative come in and again I've been challenged with you know sometimes you're not kind of questioning can can I afford this or can I afford that it's more can I afford not to and you might have heard uh that expression said to you before and it's the same with self-doubt so whilst I'm thinking and self-doubting myself about all these potential things that could happen I think what is important to detail is actually sometimes just stop and look at maybe who you are what you have achieved the fact that your intentions are good and it's integral and that you're up and active daily trying to better yourself and people around you, people you care about, people that you have a professional relationship with. And rather than sitting there self-doubting and thinking maybe like like I've been guilty of at times, you know, the world's against me and, you know, I don't quite think people are getting me and it's all caving in on me. Rather than doing that, I think it's good again as a, a daily coping mechanism maybe just wake up and go, well, hang on a minute, I must be doing something right. I've got a prosperous gym. I've got a healthy client and membership database. I've got a fully subscribed personal training business. I'm adding value daily. How great does it feel to potentially have some days 90 to over 100 people walk through the door that I've been responsible for training and help to move their world forward? have a little look at some of the social media platforms, which later we will cover, 
And rather than view the social media as a negative, look at all the positive feedback and comments and messages that I am getting and try to veer out of that self-doubt and go into a little bit of, well, that should boost my self-esteem, that should boost my confidence, you know, that should make me feel valued and loved. And also just maybe from my words and my thought process just ticking off the self-doubt is also understand that it's part of it's part of you it's part of life it's part of moving forward you can't be operating and running all these highly strung um, businesses or enterprises or ideas without having this sort of stuff come in uh, we, we are human beings it is natural it's how the mind is programmed these things will come in and it's how we actually deal with them and not letting them crush you and roll you up into a paper ball and throw you in the bin again overthinking things self-doubt one and two probably what i've said there will lead nicely into procrastination and i probably have covered off you know some of it at least some of the things i'm doing to cope with it but again i'm being honest with you guys it's something that pays part of my life regularly and all of these things that I'm looking at in front of me now they they all have a lot of similarities they're all leading towards the same thing you know you're overthinking things you're feeling a little bit down you're self-doubting you're procrastinating and again whether you've heard it before or you're hearing it from me first keep yourself busy that's one way of dealing with procrastination keep yourself busy because I've made a little bit of a log Uh, as to when I procrastinate at my finest, shall we say. And it's always at times where I'm not occupied. It's always at times where I have a little bit more downtime. And one little negative spiral or slope for me personally is I actually very, very rarely have downtime. So when I do have downtime, it's not just procrastination. I get a little bit of anxiety a little bit of, you know, I should be up and about and doing more things. Why am I not, you know, think of my adrenal glands, think of the physical damaging and metabolic, metabolic damaging I'm doing on my body weekly, up at 4am in the morning, traveling up and down the motorway, visiting different sites, operating my gym. Some nights I'm not getting home until nine o'clock at night. I'm not eating until half past nine, quarter to 10, expecting my body to wake back up at 4am the next day, I'm doing that two or three nights a week, full schedule of clients, dealing with a broken light in the gym, dealing with the council, dealing with risk assessment, all of these other things. And then it will come to something like the weekend, where it's more chilled, relaxed time, time with my family, time with my children. And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, and physically, as a physical serving, It's just like driving a car 100 miles an hour into a brick wall, forgetting to put the brakes on, but expecting to stop. And you kind of don't. And then it all comes pouring in. And this is real life. And this is something that happens to me and has happened to me regularly. And then that is when times of procrastination kick in, as well as the self-doubt and overthinking things. So what I'm now trying to do 
And sometimes procrastination for me can come through uh, the, the viewing and witnessing of social media, which again, we're going to get to shortly. But I'll put my phone down. I have a, a phone-free period. I have to have a bit of an internal word with myself. I've already said that a lot of this sort of stuff kicks in more in my downtime. Most of my downtime will be with my children. So I try to make sure that I'm fully alert and assertive to them and I'm serving them and I'm playing with them and doing what they want to do and and watching them smile and grow and be happy. And then that for me can kind of counteract the, the deadwood time. And again, just, just sharing with you my personal uh, views on this. I think a lot of this stuff is quite new to me and it's happening quite a lot because I'm operating at a higher level now. I'm, I'm operating a business which has grown, is expanded. And I've mentioned before, I say it to a lot of my clients face to face and I say it to uh, I say it to people online that the bigger you get, the bigger the target on your back. And now because this operation is bigger for me, it's it's again like a, a highly tuned race engine. Absolutely phenomenal when it's working. But when it goes wrong, it's a real headache and it takes a lot of work to pull it right. And therefore, some of these things are happening to me at, at this stage of my life. So moving on to point four, that feeling of not doing enough. And it is point four on my list of things to run through with you guys today. But I would almost put it at the top of my list of an emotion or a feeling or a happening to me, which happens quite often. And again, I can't help but mention this without mentioning the influences of social media platforms. So for me, feeling like I'm not doing enough, again, I need to be looking at the why and questioning the other side of it. Because when I map my life out in my mind, on paper, on a whiteboard, I've got a very fast paced fast operating life and that's not just by a figure of speech so that's not the sort of thing when you speak to someone and say hi how you doing and they say yeah really really good thanks I've just been flat out I've just been busy and for some people that will be a figure of speech but it may not be factually true if you was to add up what they cover what their responsibilities what their roles are what their time served to work and family and what other commitments they have in a week versus the actual amount of hours in the week. When I take myself as an example, I am literally burning high amounts of octane fuel around the clock. As I've said, there can be, by a single example, I can be up Wednesday. No, let's let's backtrack that. I can finish the gym late on a Tuesday evening. I will train, I'll go home and eat. I need to be back in the gym for 5am on a Wednesday morning. I then have to operate my gym throughout the whole day and honour the hours and have relevant uh, manpower and staff cover. I then have to programme for three boot camps and a strength conditioning programme. I then finish that night at 9pm. I drive home, eat try to bring myself into some sort of state of relaxation which is very very difficult at times to to happen or to make happen 
there's an element of guilt that I suffer because there's a good 48 hour period where not only will my wife do all the work around the house and with the kids, but I don't see my kids. And then at the end of that period of time, I'm then committed to be 40 odd minutes down the road, just past Stonehenge for another boot camp that I run at 5am the next day, which requires getting up just after 4am. So there's a very, very uh, large amount of time or period in my life where I am physically serving as well as trying to spin other things which I haven't even brought into that story. So when I map out actually what I do, of course I know I'm doing enough. I'm, I'm doing more than enough. I'm working hard. And there's no... You shouldn't be put off with hard work. There's no... Um, there's no shame in working hard. You know, lots of people nowadays want everything yesterday. They want something for nothing. And again, with social media platforms, they're portraying that they're living this high life. And it's like, I'm still old school. I, I believe I grew up at a time I'm still or I still value the old school. There's nothing better than hard work. You know, there there's sayings floating around that you shouldn't work hard for your money, but you should make your money work hard for you. And from a long, a long ball game and, and longer term, of course, of course, you want to make wise choices and investments, but you shouldn't be scared to work hard. And on paper, I look like I'm doing enough. It's just a collation of the overthinking, self-doubt and procrastination that leads into me feeling regularly like I'm not doing enough. And again, I identify that with external influences the fact that a lot of the people that I follow online, a lot of the people in my bubble, even people that are I'm very good friends with, business partners, you know, I can have a chat with Andreas and he can say to me, you know, I'm doing X, Y, and Z and I'm doing this on my on my website and I've got this and I've got to shoot off there for a meeting. And sometimes I can think to myself, just being totally integral with you, oh my gosh, you know, this guy's this guy's doing loads. What am I doing? Because right now I just feel tired. And everything feels like a bit of an effort for me. And I'm trying to recover from that, that two days that I've just explained to you. And uh, my my level of training feels like it's dropped and I'm not as motivated. And, I, and, it, and it all starts going into this kind of negative downward spiral. And that, again, is when, like times like today, this morning, having a meeting with Andreas, is when I look back at where I've come from. And I look back at my starting point and I look back, say, for another example of when the power wasn't in my hands when I was employed on a PAYE, earning X amount a month, being paid on a set date, accepting dictatorship, accepting the norm, not being able to show creativity, my true character and personality, working for somebody else offering my greatness, my fitness solutions, my high standard of personal training, but not being rewarded for it. So there's no monetary mention or there. But if we jump a chapter, of course I am doing enough because I now have full control. I'm now financially better off. I now have control of my destiny. If my chips are down, and it's posts, again, recently that I've put out online. 
It's not bullshit stuff that I'm taking from other people or reading regurgitated bullshit and then sharing it with you guys. It's my quotes. It's my thought process. It's my feelings, my emotions. I will judge myself when my chips are down because when my chips are down, I'm not going to leave the casino crying, feeling sick and feeling upset, slightly hungover. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to reinvest. I'm going to go again. I'm going to work and think smarter this time. Probably a bit of a poor scenario there, guys, of the casino. Um, it was just on my mind. But I think you get the point. Again, like I say, you know, when the tide's going with you and you're everything's swimmingly fine, that is great. That's fine. But when the tide changes and it goes against you, that's when you've got to dig in deep and put the work in and 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 swim. And, and giving yourself you know, a checklist to know that you're doing enough. Again, set yourself criteria, set yourself goals, set yourself timeframes. Give yourself your own little system. When I talk about systems to my personal trainers, the guys that I mentor, when I talk about systems within business, what, what I'm saying is a system doesn't have to be something complex. Okay, so it's one system for me is a Sunday night. Sunday night, I will open the notes section on my phone and I'll just write down a list of things that I want to achieve for that week. And I know that sometimes I will personally struggle with not necessarily accountability, but sometimes a little bit of motivation and drive to follow things through. So I'm great at having the idea and going 100 mile an hour at it, but sometimes I'm not great at following it through and taking all the relevant steps and making sure that it's bulletproof. So to get the ball rolling, for example, last night, I want a new promotional uh, personal training video. To get the ball rolling, I contacted the guy last night, knowing that he wouldn't pick the contact up until this morning. He would contact me today, and then it would re-encourage me to, to see that process through, what we need to do to make it happen. Sure be it, the guy's contacted me today, he says he's booked out for the next two weekends in a row. So I've revised the date on a Friday. He's concerned about video in the gym in the gym at that time on a Friday. I'm telling him it's fine. We will then make a, a contact, a relationship, we'll move it forward. But I know I'm doing enough because I've put it down. I've put a system in place. I've made a list in my notes section on a Sunday evening. It gives me something to work and aim towards for the week ahead. And again, sometimes you can do too much. So question the other side of that. Am I not doing enough? Well, it's a feeling I'm feeling quite often. It's a thought that goes through my head quite frequently. But break it down. Do you need to be doing a lot of the things that you're, you, you feel or you think that you may need to be doing? Because quite possibly not. I listened to a great podcast a little while ago, and it said you can break things down into overlined and underlined activities. So anything over the line... Or anything that's going to push and drive you forward, pursue it and take action. And it's all about taking action all of the time. Anything underlying energy vampires, people taking unwanted, unnecessary time out of your day might brand you as a certain thing or a certain person. But if you're in the world of business and you're making this relevant to business, you know, I'd rather have a few people have a colourful view and opinion of me then deal with them and waste my time on them when I'm not going to take anything from them because that's selfish on my clients that are paying me. That's people that are invested in me, that do like me and do want my time and do deserve my time. They're the people that deserve me, the full me, 
the other guys that the energy vampires, the tire kickers, the time wasters, they don't deserve your time. So always question it in summary on that not doing enough, doing too much. Question it from both sides of the coin. Put some sort of uh, system in place so that you can monitor and regulate that. And with everything I said, hopefully that should give you a little bit of energy and some, some ideas to move you forward. Number five, feeling low and you don't know why. Now, I tell you what, in honesty, guys, this number five wasn't even on my list until I read something on Google last night. Excuse me, I'm just having a drink. Okay, so number five. So I read something last night and I share it on my social media platform. Um, It's like when somebody asks you if you're okay and it sort of details all the things that you wouldn't be okay about. It's like an infographic and... It's got a load of lines through it. And then at the end, it just says, yes, I'm fine. When, again, if you're going down like the kind of mental health route, it can quite possibly be that you're not fine. But it is a regular answer that you give. And one of these things said um, these sort of signs of when, you know, you can be suffering because you feel quite a lot's on top. And again, we should be honest with ourselves and we can all feel this again, whether it's work, life, training, relationships, money, paying bills, whatever it may be. It's all things that we will more than likely have in common. And I have very, very regular feelings of feeling low and I could not tell you why. And it makes me feel worse, even more low, if that's such a thing. By sometimes stopping and going, why are you feeling low, Dre? What have you got to feel low about? You got a prosperous business. You got a beautiful wife. You got two amazing children. Like the, the the children are just make it worth everything every single day. I love my being with my children. I I absolutely love. One of the things I love is just educating them just watching them learn and teach them new things and just being a good dad I take a great great pleasure in being a good dad I don't want to be a good dad I want to be an excellent dad I don't have uh, financial restraints I'm in fairly good shape for a man of 34 years of age physically I'm quite able and capable to do pretty much what I want to do why do you feel like you feel Is it because you let people make you feel like that? Is it because you feel something's discrepant or missing in your life? And it's one of these ones that I've paid so much time again overthinking and and questioning, you know, why why it is that I feel low. Is it, you know, I've gone down, is it hormonal? Is it a, a chemical imbalance in the brain? Whatever it may be. And I think... If I've got my audience, my more local audience listening to this, they're probably listening to this thinking, geez, is this guy crazy? He's never, ever portrayed any of this in front of us. You know, as I'm talking to the the microphone now, I'm thinking of like my evening boot campers. They're probably thinking, you know, he'd never, you know, he's always pumped. He's always motivated. You know, I'm almost exposing myself through this podcast and, uh, one thing I have highlighted on this, might just be sidetracking on this, but 
One of my ways of dealing with this personally, and I think I might have mentioned this in one of my other podcasts, is actually by talking and actually talking to my phone, talking to this podcast, talking to the fitness umbrella is almost like a coping mechanism again for me by by talking. Anybody that knows me knows knows me closely that I've got the time of day for. I enjoy talking. I enjoy sharing things. I'm a storyteller. I love the interaction of of talk, of of being face to face. And I've got a little bit of a thing that uh, a rule that I've set to myself with social media is I want to make sure that anybody that meets me face to face gets a lot more from me than social media, my social media platforms, which I mainly operate on Instagram and Facebook. I want to make sure that I can get face to face with people and offer them a lot more value and they they leave and walk out of my gym or out of the town centre or out of a coffee shop and go, do you know what? If, you know, whether we had an opinion on the way he looks externally, you know, with the tattoos, the the muscles, the the fancy trainers, whether we had an opinion on him through something somebody in the town had said or in the community or whatever preconceived uh, ideas that person may have had, I want them to walk away going, good conversationist, a lot to say, value adding. He seems a very level, fair, middle of the road type of guy. He's not arrogant. He's not overconfident. He's just confident in what he's doing. And, you know, I like that guy. And and that's nothing to do with them buying from me or coming into my environment, my gym or whatever it may be. Just be a good person, which again, I've said again, focus on being a good person first before anything else. And one thing that I've learned in that is you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that doesn't matter because you don't need to be either, you know, so remember that as well. And uh, again, I'm probably just give you kind of my answer to it, but that that's kind of how I deal with with feeling low. I try to look at it as a counterbalance and think, well, again, do I need to have a system in place where every day I just wake up and tell myself these are the things I should be happy for? Is really bad and as poor as it sounds. Sometimes I look at things that are going on in the world. And I think, you know, and I've spoke to a lot of people about this, I think we're kind of all guilty for doing it, where you kind of offset your circumstances against people that are uh, less fortunate than you. And, and maybe we we shouldn't do that. But again, I think you need to look at the bigger picture, particularly when you you think about what's going on uh, worldwide with politics and wars and environments that some people are growing up in. And again, when I do feel low, I try to make sure if I'm having one of them days, I try to make sure one thing that personally works for me, and I'm not saying that's going to work for you, but I love taking myself back to spots or places where I had good times and good memories. And for me, one of one of mine is the athletics track. And again, anybody close to me, if I'm in a in a bad place or if I ever disappear and nobody can find me, that's one of the first places to look because I like sitting on the the grass verge up at Charlton Athletics Track, which is near to where we live in Andover. And I like to just chill out there and reflect. And sometimes I become emotional and sometimes it's just thoughts of happiness and childhood and growing up and all of the sort of care and stress-free years. And that is one of my uh, systems I use when I feel low. And again, I, I hope with my audience right now, whoever you may be, you know, we're now five points into today's episode today's podcast and I hope you can kind of take some of these and I really 
sincerely, genuinely hope you can go, do you know what? I feel some of these things. I feel part of these things. You might feel all of these things that I've said. And again, whether it's very basic criteria that I'm setting, it may be, but I can tell you another thing free of charge. Lots of people won't be having systems and they continue self-doubting, overthinking, procrastinating. They continue putting pressure on themselves, thinking that they're not doing enough. They continue feeling low and not knowing why, or not even stopping and questioning why they think they feel low. And even though my underlying point is, you know, without sounding too cheesy now, the whole Jesse J line, it's okay not to be okay, even though that is one of the, the things I'm trying to relate and say to you, like there's also things out there that you can be doing and you should be fighting your own battle and, you know, getting a daily training session in, doing a little bit of meditating. You don't have to know a lot about any of these things, but just doing some of these positive things, you'd be very, very surprised how far these things go and how big a difference these things make. So I encourage you to to go out there and work off lists, write things down, have a visual board in, in your office, in your workplace, allow yourself some time out of the day, stop, give yourself a pat on the back and say, you know, I'm actually doing all right. I am a good dad. I'm a good husband. Um, I am operating my business quite well. We're four years in. We haven't gone bust. Surely that's an achievement within itself, you know, and bottom, bottom line. Yeah, you know, there may be haters out there and there may be external forces, depression and stresses on the body, on you and on your life. A, there will be on everybody and everybody's life. And the B side of it is stand up and deal with it. And even if listening to this podcast helps you to deal with it, then so be it. Finally, guys, number six. What should we call it? The master of disaster. How long do we have? Influences of social media, right? Wow. This has been probably my biggest struggle in the last seven days. Okay. So first and foremost with my own social media, I've rejigged my social media. I've learned how to do better infographics. I've spent some time with my mentor, had a bit of coaching on it. And I've made some promises to myself, which again, I've put out, I've even put this out on my social media today. And I have a certain methodology of how I use my social media now and I'm not going to go into it in too much detail because that's for me and that's for uh, how I'm going to try to use it to impact my business and whatnot but one thing with the social media is time I think we need to talk about time with social media and and quite uh, possibly spending too much time on it and it was only brought home to me when one of my guys that I'd done some mentoring with challenged me to use the app or the in the settings on the iPhone to see how much time we are spending on platforms most of my battery on my phone at the time was being fried through Instagram Facebook YouTube and so on and in line with time I'm trying to do more daily reading and I'm thinking, well, if I'm happy to sit there and fry my brain on these platforms, why should I not be, you know, reading a book or putting that time or that energy or that focus elsewhere? Why should I not be 
um, challenging myself to learn more rather than using this time. And sometimes I'm I'm the first person for I'm guilty of just mulling through wasteless timeless bullshit that takes up too much of my time which again can actually contribute to the other five sections of overthinking self-doubt procrastination not doing enough and feeling low so in line with with the time and kind of identifying that it's also worth looking at who you're actually following who you're actually spending time time out of your day and respect who you're following because I had to go through a filter process because at one stage my Instagram timeline was either an 18 to 24 year old uh, fitness icon with their tits and arse out or it was a juiced up guy with vein upon vein muscle upon muscle in a pair of pants and I thought that's not good enough Dre because you're a 34 year old responsible business person now trying to grow your your world and move yourself forward you're teaching your children all these things and you've got this regurgitated bullshit in your face this guy got shredded because he he took this amount of protein from this company you know this this girl has got 50 60,000 followers online because she's got her ass out in every post doesn't do anything for me and i'm big at the moment on trying to be the best version of yourself and one category off that is reading and taking in good content daily and I'm going against my own advice because I'm not taking good content daily so I'd encourage a filter process where you actually follow people that you think are going to help you follow people that you think are going to add value and follow people that are going to move your world forward don't follow people that you may look at because you think they look great and that may be as far as it, it goes. And they actually offer you very, very little. And some of these guys don't even operate or run their own social media. And some of the things that they're endorsing and selling a load of bullshit anyway. And uh, again, recently from from watching other guys online, uh, another another guy, another guy that I follow and somebody locally said, you know, what do all of the top great people have in common they've all become great at just being themselves. They've all achieved what they've achieved because they've done them. They haven't tried to imitate or take from other people. They've just focused on being as good as they can be. And one thing uh, one of of my friends said is that, I'm trying to get the the words right, but they've all, they've, they've all mastered at becoming the best version of them and nobody can do them better. So you cannot do yourself better than you, if that makes sense. And that's what we should be focusing on because in line with my notes on social media influences, again, you know, do the question, do a percentage, do a one to 10, how much of it is fake and how much of it's true. Because if you think you're listening and viewing fake bullshit every single day, why follow the guy? Why give him the time of day? If you don't think they're going to add anything into your world, I'm um, follow them, get rid of them. Equally, if people are being negative towards you, trolls, these um, keyboard warriors, as they call them, cut them out of your life. It, it's quite as simple as that. Because going back to my 
my own idea and, and my system of how I use social media. I want to be a better person for you in real life. I want to master being a good person face-to-face through physicality rather than being this great personality online and you meet me in real life and I've got fuck all to say. And it's the other way round again. It's always questioning the other side of the coin. Some of these guys that have got these big, bright, bold, wonderful personalities online, what would you really take from them face-to-face? Because if you go to fitness expos, if you go to other gyms, if you meet some of these guys in real life, they're, they're a very watery substance. There's not actually a lot to them without trying to be too negative or whatnot. So the social media one is a, it's a real it's a real tricky one. I think it's definitely one we could we could go on about. And when I relay the social media to my own social media platforms and what's happening with me right now and I've mentioned in the podcast that I'm working hard to have better content and deliver better things and I know who I'm aiming and trying to target and and market uh where I'm at with it right now well I've lost following I've lost following on Instagram my Instagram following is over nine nine thousand followers which I've grown organically had some cheeky help along the way I had uh, a fitness model that was training at my gym who showed me some tricks um, to organically grow more followers. Had a few people like endorse me and get got some shout outs by some big names in the fitness industry. Um, and I worked really, really hard, really, really hard um, mundanely on growing my Instagram page. Um, I put so much effort and work into it. And then I retracted the pictures off me with my top off. I retracted the 240, 250 deadlifts in the gym. Um, I retracted the what I call the me, me, me syndrome. And I redirected my page and it lost me following. Uh, my followers come down and actually predicted and expected that to happen. I wasn't upset by that because, again... If you've got a thousand followers online and you're engaging with 500 of them, that is a lot better than having 30,000 followers and engaging with 500 of them, 400 of them, 300 of them, whatever it may be. And I think for a lot of these guys out there that you're seeing with this big following, I think you want to put their following to one side and you actually want to question the engagement. And I know this for why, because it was a discrepancy that played part in my life. I was concentrating on growing this following. I was like chasing. I was hunting down the followers to make me look good online. And in actual uh, real being, my engagement was rubbish. It was poor. And we went away to a fitness expo once and one of my good friends, Matt, in the hotel room, uh, Matt Emmons, and, and one of the lads who works for me, young Ryan, they said that, you know, they're questioning my following. I was showing them. I was showing them how to get followers, using certain hashtags, checking in at certain places, targeting. And I was getting getting followers as we were speaking in the hotel room. But it was all a load of bullshit. It's all a load of bullshit. And then my business partner, Andreas, who's got roughly 1,300 following on his Instagram. I, I Give or take, I might have that wrong. Was saying, but Dre, you, your Instagram's so much bigger and better than mine. But his engagement is higher than mine because he's he's pulling good strings to get better engagement. So 
Again, if you're an aspiring personal trainer, if you're somebody that runs a business that has social media attached to it for your sales, um, to generate leads for your business or whatever it may be, you really want to focus and home in and concentrate on the engagement, sending out good content, being consistent with it and with your timings and not focusing on, you know, selling this great big beautiful, wonderful picture when you're getting absolutely very, very little from it in return. And now with mine, I'm starting to build mine back up again. I'm starting to use my Instagram and my Facebook. I'm trying to be tasteful with what I'm putting out there. I'm very confident with who I'm targeting and I'm trying to give a fine blend. If you watch my Instagram stories daily, I'm happy to say to you guys, I eat a bit of junk food here and there. I have some peanut butter M&Ms in the evening. I'm happy to show you picking my son up from school because it's one of the things that high that align with my values and it's high on my list of priorities. I'm happy to show you me mulling round in the gym when it's times of happiness and the gym is buzzing. I'm happy to show you me doing a boot camp because it's it's real life. It's everyday things. And I'm actually conscious the other side of it. If I'm going out to a fancy place to have a drink, I'm conscious of what I'm wearing, what watch I've got on where I am, because I don't want to missell it. But equally, if it forms part of my life, I work hard, I reward myself by going places, doing nice things, then I'm also comfortable to show that as well. Because you want to show a little bit of everything and be relatable to rather than trying to sell, which we see so often in the fitness industry. And I'm not too sure about other industries, but definitely the fitness industry. People are trying to sell you the higher level and they're not really telling and showing you the truth. And social media is something I've spent quite a lot of time on covering and I've made it my last point because in summary to this and today's podcast, I think it's such a huge influence that can actually play a huge role in overthinking, self-doubt, procrastination, not doing enough and feeling low. And recently, some of you may know, I went and delivered a uh, 40-minute talk at my secondary school that I attended as a, as a teenager. I went back to my school for the very first time. I think it was about 17-odd years on from school and I went back there I was invited into the school to do a, a talk and it was a real proud moment of mine it was something that I really valued and, and I give up my time that day to go there and, and help these students these these pupils about school and what comes after school and to try and give them a little bit of motivation and to level with them and to say that I went to the same school as you guys and I've achieved something fairly decent in life and you guys can too and in one of my closing statements to the the pupils of the school, I said to them, focus on being good in the real world. Focus on the here and now, the physicality of you sat next to your friend, of how you're projecting yourself to your teachers, to your parents, to your relationships in life, your football club after school, whatever it may be. Focus on being good at all of that. And don't let the social media side of things overtake the you and the real life and the being that you are because again <clears throat> in this day and age and and in these generations it's something that we have to accept and live by through social media it's something that plays a huge role in my business it's one of the the leading platforms of generation of links and sales that we get it's an easy convenient and fast way to contact people so it has its place and it can be so, so positive. But 
also some of the negative sides of it that can kick in that I've been on the receiving end of and particularly more recently just remember the take home off that is to try and be good in real person first and just try and have a strategy as I've detailed to you of how you use your social media platforms and try to always view it with a positive mindset and a positive set of eyes rather than let social media beat you up because everybody looks better than you everybody's doing more than you everybody's having a great weekend and using these great filters to make himself look good when when you stream it down what's important is knowing that you're okay you're ticking the right boxes and moving yourself forward what's important is that you're having a positive impact on your loved ones and people close to you and your relationships and your work What's important is that you're training and you're doing something for yourself and you're taking time out to to meditate. And if you're not too sure about meditation or you think that sounds too formal, you're taking some time to try and clear your mind and have a bit of thinking space and focus on your breathing and what what not. Focus on being a good person first. And I believe that you're most definitely over the halfway point of where you need to be going to. I've got a dry throat, guys. This podcast has been excellent. I've been really, really engaged with this. Um, We've kept it under an hour, which is really good. I really, really hope, guys, that you've taken something from today. Just want to give a shout out to my good friend, Mark Watson. I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Matthew Emmons, Daniel Pitts, Dan Bowman, my brother, Aston, all guys that have been helping me through challenging times recently. And uh, just before I leave, please go and check out my, my brand new website, www.andredierno.com. You can subscribe to my mailing list. You can also pick up my podcasts and you can pick up my blog through my website. I'm going to shout out Barry Coleman Designs, who's spent a lot of time, effort and energy on that site for me. And he's he really has done a, a fantastic job. And I also want to direct you, take time to direct you to my personal training page on Facebook, which is Andre, Dio, uh, Andre Fivo, at Andre Fivo, if you search that on Facebook. I've just managed to hit organically over a thousand likes and subscribers on that page and now I want to aim towards the 1500 mark so please help me to do so I really really hope again and finally you've taken something from that I hope I hope you're feeling that my message is good and if you want to connect then send me an email contact me through one of the sites I've just directed you to and I'll be happy to help you The direction of my career right now is really, really focused around Graham Fivo Gym and is very, very much focused on personal training. Whilst I'm not doing as much personal training myself, I have a team of personal trainers here at my gym and I'm working with a very, I'm very, very lucky with the guys that I'm working with right now. I'm going to achieve some great things and I'm going to be putting up some progress photos and pictures and inviting you guys to to look 
and share with you an insight into my personal training practice and the results I'm getting with the people I'm working with. Once again, thanks for your time. Have a great day. And as I said to my year 11 group the other day, go about your day with no limitations. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.